0: Welcome to Season 2 of In the Vine Dating Podcast with host Melissa Chavez, joined by Yesenia, Denise, and Shekinah. This season, we'll be discussing different topics such as premarital intercourse, soul ties, and the importance of servanthood, and of course, discussing our upcoming dating mixers and events. For more information, you can visit our website at www.inthevinedating.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to show your support and like, share, and subscribe.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to In The Vine Dating. It's your host, Melissa Chavez,
2: and here with me I have... (laughs) Yesi. Do you change, bro, or what? (laughs) I, I changed to the same outfit because I loved it so much. Let's just address the elephant out of the room right now. (laughs) And <laughs> the makeup is exact as last I night. Had <laughs> I had to. I had to. Same outfit because I loved Valentine's it so much. That much. I did. This whole month we're celebrating the. You, you
0: wore this love love. the whole month. Every the whole day. month. Every I got day. My love. I don't even wash my face.
1: <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Go ahead. And chikana. And chikana. Okay.
2: <laughs> tinkerbell tinkerbell yeah today today. she's tinkerbell
1: (laughs) so as you guys know we are missing denise for another episode however she will be back next week and we'll be all together again so denise we miss you and we can't wait to have you here girl so that you can impart your wisdom to hard
0: working woman hard
1: Hard working woman woman. Mm -mm. (laughs) um okay so how are you ladies doing oh wait Wait, 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 wait. I have to announce our fourth member today. (laughs) With us again, we have Ramsey. Hello, Ramsey.
3: Hello, I'm also wearing the same exact thing.
1: <laughs> that's right that's right he <laughs> let's get the other elephant yeah out, the, out even, of this room even though you can't see him <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I thought that was I wasn't gonna say it but just in case you guys were wondering what it's Ramsey's sh- wearing it's so, his so his that mind.
3: Denise doesn't feel left out <laughs>
1: yeah yeah he is also wearing a Valentine's Day outfit <laughs> <laughs> Going. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um, it's because yes, laughing like that because she doesn't want to admit that he's also <laughs> wearing that same sweater. <laughs> We're twins. Who wore yeah. it better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why she, did she didn't take it off. She didn't want to let go of her turf. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> so we have Ramsey here with us today. Okay, so ladies, we. Just listened to Pastor Adriana's interview. What was some of your favorite parts? What did you think?
0: You can. Go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry.
1: Rock paper scissors.
0: Um. Oh goodness. It, Pastor Adriana is just like she just. She's amazing, honestly, mm-hmm. and so just to hear her. To I, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to interview her. Cause it was just, we talk about her so much mm-hmm. between her and my mom, mm-hmm. like all the wisdom that you guys are hearing on this podcast, that's like <laughs> being just, birthed from yeah. that. Like
1: that. <laughs> We're just copy pasting. <laughs> exactly, to be pretty much.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I, I love that aspect of it. And yeah. so I loved that we get to share with our audience where all of this is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's really the heart of this is being birthed from their ministry and their calling.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yes, see. I thought her interview was hilarious. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, I think that, that's pre- pretty much her essence. Like, she does... Um, she loves to be entertained, but she is so entertaining herself. Yeah. And uh, I just love her high spirit energy and how she, she says things like, I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to be myself. And then she was uh, giving her your nicknames. <laughs> yeah. um, but she didn't give
1: all of them. I know. She has so many nicknames for me. It's so freaking funny. <laughs>
2: um, I was waiting for them, but I, I had a, a fun time, actually. I thought it was hilarious, and I, I really enjoyed watching it.
1: Yeah. I think that was one of my most fun interviews that I had a pleasure of doing. Um, Pastor Jana, she's just, she just knows how to be real, you know. Yeah. That's really all she knows how to do. So. And command a room. And command a room, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I always say her my favorite memory of her, because you know, Pastor Jana, when I first came into the church, like up here, right, like that that lady was just. I mean, she still lives, but now I get to drive with her a little bit more. But um, so I was a little bit more scared of her at the beginning. And so I remember we were going to like this little Mary Kay event, and she was eating a, a like a chicken leg okay just because she was so hungry and we were walking in I hope she doesn't kill me for saying this but but I just love
0: it it because this is not here next week now you know what happened
1: but um so she finished eating it and we're about to enter you know Mary Kay so everybody was like done up like it was a thing and so was she right but she like takes the chicken wing she's like what do I do with it and I was like, I don't like, I don't know. I was just happy to be there. Like I didn't, you know. And so then she like wraps it in a napkin and like stuffs it in her purse. <laughs> I was like, Yes. Yes, yes. In that moment, like all my guards went down. Like I was like, this lady's real, you know? <laughs> I was caught up so I was caught so off guard. And so from then, like, it's just it's literally my favorite, most ingrained memory of her.
0: That's awesome.
1: But yeah, it was the best. So diving into Pastor Adriana's interview, one of my favorite things that I want to draw from her interview was um, the her go-to advice for single people, right? Which I'm sure this lady could write a book about okay. all the things that she's walked single people, married people through. And so I was really interested in seeing what she would say. And so she narrowed it down to three things, which I think was a gift, the fact that she said three <laughs> things. And so we're just going to break them down little by little. So I'm going to start with... One of the first things that she said was that the person, or as a woman, the person that you should um, seek to marry or even enter into a courting relationship with should be a protector. And so what do you ladies think about that? I'm going to start with...
2: Are with yes okay I was like, are you throwing a curveball are you gonna say shekinah but stare at me <laughs> stare at you. um i know in first corinthians um you know love is patient love is kind and at the very end it says it oh it pr- always protects right mm-hmm. and so i think that's a true example of what actually loving somebody is right and uh, among a man i mean not just us like as wives or as as somebody you're dating, but you always want to make sure you protect the other person. And she said protect her, not just physically, but in all areas. And someone who protects your heart won't um, put things on display for everyone to see so they can criticize you. They'll Mm -hmm. protect that. Um, They'll be able to uh, understand your heart and nourish it and protect you from things... That would arise, you know, and also not put you in situations that you will feel uncomfortable, that you will feel um, unheard or unseen. And they would want to make sure that you're always well taken care of. Like Mm -hmm. um, I know something, again, my husband, he um, has been working on a lot of things and he's I can say he's truly excels in this area of checking in on me. Um, regardless of where we're at, he checks in. And, hey, are you okay? Do you want me to bring you some water? Do you want me to go get you something? Um, do you need anything? Like, you want me to take care of the baby? Like, he's he's been very intentional with that because at the very beginning when we we're dating, he wasn't mm. at all. Um, so he's definitely worked in that area. And that area, it really showed me, like, he's protecting me. He's mm. making sure that I'm well taken care of. But not only that, like, it doesn't matter where we're at, he'll still do that. And I feel like, okay, I I feel like there's a shield around me. Like he's always watching me, Mm. like making sure like, um, there's if I need something, like, he's already getting it for me or something, like, observing, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's an example. But I also think that when you're dating somebody, um, being a protector is also not, like, putting out any discussions or anything, especially because we live in a world where social media is a huge thing. Yeah. Like, there's so many people that put people on blast, like, man, this girl or, or this guy. And I think that's very immature. Oh, yeah. And that is definitely not wise. And if a girl is with somebody and they put you on blast, not only with, like, their family or are with your own family, um, and, and they, they just put all your dirty laundry out there on social media for the whole world to see, even your church to see, um, I think that is a form of disrespect, of oh, yeah. dishonor, and also not protecting your heart at all, um, and who you are um, as a bride of Christ. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what I would share. That's
1: really good. And I love how you said that he wasn't always like that, right? Because it's it can be a learned trait. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you... You get a glimpse of it, though. Like, you get to see it, like, is this person, can I see him becoming that person? Or can I see this person, like, even having those character traits or not, you know? So I think, uh, I think that's encouraging to hear, too, like, um, that it doesn't necessarily have to start off super strong. But
2: it's something that he worked on himself, right? And they have to be the one willing to do it because you can't change them. But yeah. if they have the heart to want to serve you and want to work on what you need, and again, he sees how other men in the church really take care of their wives and stuff. So he, he gleaned on that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good.
0: Shaquina? That's good. No, uh, yeah, um, protection is a huge thing for a woman, especially to feel protected, to feel safe is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that it goes a long way in a relationship. and I think when we think of the term protection, we think oftentimes of what the physical, mm-hmm. you know, we think of someone who's super buff. Yeah, that's cool too. That's cool too. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's a good consolation. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, it goes in all areas. It's protecting the heart. It's protecting the emotions. It's protecting the spiritual aspect of you. I think one of the most beautiful things um, that I hear men say to their wives is um, what rem- What reminds me to hold myself accountable is remembering that she's a daughter of Christ.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is what Pastor Abraham said.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so um, that's just such a beautiful thing is that when you put yourself in that perspective, um, there is that responsibility. I need to protect that, her reputation, her heart, her children, her, you know, and it just becomes this... um, I don't know. It's so manly. Yeah. <laughs> like it really is.
2: It it's really so, is. I'm just
0: going to, like, I'm it's trying. An, to, I think it's an honor. It's a huge <laughs> honor. I'm trying to make it sound all like, uh, when I'm, I'm trying to be like all mature about it. But the reality of it is, it is a turn on. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> There's oh. no better way to say it. Like There's if no I feel better
0: like, way to say it. If or, I feel
1: like I can turn my brain off, like, we're set, bro. Like, it's, say less. It's,
0: and it really <laughs> is. It's so, when I don't, when I feel like I'm around a guy who I can just, be myself yeah. around, pursue the heart of God. Um, and I just know that he's there. And at one point, the reason I married my husband, he had such a servant heart. Yes. And it, he it breaks my heart that um, it didn't work out and that he was seduced by the enemy after our marriage. But I will say what, what led me to marry him and what led me to fall in love with him was he had such a call on his life mm-hmm. of servitude, mm-hmm. and he was very protective of me. Mm-hmm. And he was even during worship, I remember there were times that I would kind of catch in the corner of my eye, um, my nieces and nephews were always, they're always on me, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my nieces and my nephew, um, but like they're, they're always on me. And so okay. during worship, like he knows that that was my time to just, yeah. Be with God, right? And so I would catch in the corner of my eye him fighting off little kids, you know, just <laughs> to keep me in that place and in that space of of, of worship. And um, even little things like that, if he was protecting my time of worship with the Lord, yeah. he was protecting. Um, he was just protecting me in such a in such a servitude way, you yeah. know. And like you said with Andres, he's constantly looking for ways: Are you okay? Do you need this? Mm-hmm. How can I take care of the baby today? And just constantly looking for ways to protect. And so mm-hmm. that's really just. I don't know where I'm going with that, (laughs) No, but But you see where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Cut me off. Feel free to cut me off because I've I've lost track and I just keep going. No, that's
1: really good. So when I heard this recently and it, like, it gave me such a huge perspective um, where they said the person that you're with, like, should protect your holiness. Yes. And I was like, what? Like, of course, obviously, like, you know that, you know that, but then it's like, like for example, I was listening to an interview and there's this there's this um woman that I really look up to like in the in the faith, there's two people that are like known that I'm just like, dude, like I'll follow them, you know? Um, and so this this lady in particular, she was talking about how peop her reputation is when people go to her house, like, um, they know that she protects God's presence in that place. Mm-hmm. And so then she's like, you know, a lot of pastors, for example, like their their house is an open door, which is fine. Like uh, some people are called to that. She's like, I'm not. I'm not like that. And the reason for that is because I cultivate an atmosphere of the presence of the Lord. Like I'm not gonna allow just anything. And so why I'm, I'm saying that because the role of a man is to create the place for the woman, right? To create mm-hmm. the place for the family. And so what the man allows in, what the man tolerates. Is a thing that's gonna infiltrate their home, mm-hmm. and so I know that that is a lot of pressure. But at the same time, I think that just speaks to the role of a man. How, and I, I'm honestly, I don't mean to like even hype you guys up for the sake of hyping you up, but it really is a glorious is. calling because you guys have like this thing on your life where it's like, wow, like you get to lead a family, you get to hear from the Lord like you get to go into the presence of God and get marching orders like that to me is so profound you know what I mean when I think about it in that way it's like Jesus was that like Jesus was a super manly man and he like he protects his family and so to me that is so Christ-like when a man protects his family and you know it's a, a it's something that's engraved but it's also something that's dug out. Uh, And the reason why I say that is because I think a lot of men have been burned, right? Especially in today's day and age where it's like, you know, not a lot of men grew up with with healthy dads or um, with strong fathers. Because especially in in my culture, or I should say in the Hispanic culture in general, um, men are either really weak or really machistas without depth. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you do as I say, not as I do. And it's like, I'm sorry, like that's the biggest cop out ever, that I've ever heard in my entire life, and so uh, I think as a man, like, yeah, that is a lot of pressure, and I think a lot of men get really resentful when they have that, when they think of that role, because they're like, well, what is a woman going to bring to the table, but it's like, dude, like, you're literally denying a part of yourself yeah. when you deny that part of you as a protector, and that's why, I mean, we can turn this political, we can turn this a lot of things, but that's why society is collapsing, because men aren't allowed to protect, and, um, and men are also, like, backing away from that because they haven't been honored in that way. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure.
0: I think what we talked about in the last episode, too, about how a woman needs to make herself available, right? Yeah. It goes back to women, you set the precedent. You really do. Women, Mm -hmm. you set the rules. You set the standards. You want a protective man, but you don't want to be protected because you're a strong, independent woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just there's this unhealthy balance that's going on in the church is that um, men are designed to protect and be protectors, Mm -hmm. and women are designed To flourish in that. And uh, we talked about at one point in another episode of how uh, men provide, women create. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Men provide the home. They provide the protection. The women create the home. You know what I mean? Or men provide the house, women create the home. Yeah. You know? Um, And so it's just when you recognize the roles that God so beautifully designed Mm -hmm. between men and women, and you start to enter into that with confidence, knowing who you are in Christ, it just creates just perfection and unity and yeah. just i don't know i don't know how to reward it it's no, just beautiful it's
1: beautiful, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it really
3: is
1: beautiful um ramsey mm-hmm. hello <laughs> <laughs> <Out here. laughs> He's hitting switches. what do you
2: think
3: um about the protector um yeah i think uh us guys we yeah for sure we are designed to be that um <clears throat> like um uh even like the, the physically part, I think, uh, it's pretty, pretty, um, obvious, you know, yeah. like guys, uh, like can do more physically, you know, like, like with lifting a heavy weight or whatever, yes. you know, obviously, right. Carry or my waters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's that. And then, um, <laughs> protector of, um, uh, insecurities even. Mm, yeah. Like, um, I understand, you know, we all have our insecurities, Yeah. um, uh, sometimes you know a woman may have a few, and um, if a man can turn to those in- insecurities into a strength, that's a huge plus.
1: Mm, Ramsey, <laughs> that's really good.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, I think us guys. I think that's a, bi- a big uh, part of the role of ours. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's so good. I hadn't thought about. that. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about insecurities too, yeah. and how a weak man would um, exemplify that in his wife <sighs> yep. or who he's dating yeah. with, you know, and, and call them out. But uh, a strong man, someone that's strong within themselves, would be like, "I'm going to protect you and, and nourish you in that area," yeah. you know. Obviously, help you with those insecurities, but I'm here. You know? mm-hmm. That's so good.
1: I'd seen i um, I'd seen a video where. You know, kind of just bringing. uh, I keep pinning this freaking wire. Um, (laughs) I'm Salvadorian, so I speak with my hands a lot. Um, It's a trait. So anyway, it was this couple, right? And they were just showing the give and take in a relationship, right? And so, for example, like the man came home and left his um, suitcase, his briefcase on the table, and like something else. So then the woman came in and cleaned it up. But then it shows a video of the woman laying, leaving out her, like a gym bag in the room and the man coming in and cleaning it up. And so it's like, if we only pay attention to what we're doing, we miss out on what other people Mm, are doing for us. And so as women and as men, you know, we we if we focus only on our role without understanding the reciprocation that there is, like I think that that's when we become resentful of one another, mm. right? But then when we like you were talking about, like when we're flourishing even in that in both of those roles, and they brings in that like that unity where now we become <laughs> oh. some, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm dropping out fire. <laughs> and um, it brings in that unity where women, I mean, where men would love to protect. You know what I mean? And then the women are, like, feeling vulnerable, but in a good way, where it's, like, I'm happy to be here because, like you said, like, you know that Andre's eyes are always on you. And so I think that that's, like, honestly, that's really beautiful. Okay. Next one. Someone – (laughs) oh, she said make sure you get somebody with good credit. Um, And obviously (laughs) what she was talking about was somebody that knows how to handle finances. Mm -hmm. So –
0: should kind of let you take that one away. <laughs> uh so yeah, that that's that's a huge thing. Um so I'm a good credit. You know, it's funny because uh I never considered credit score ever. Um, I was, I was born and raised in a Dave Ramsey home. And yeah. I, I was just thinking that I was yeah. like, Dave Ramsey says no credit score. Yeah, no credit. <laughs> but, I had, I didn't have a credit you score. Have to live By it. the time I got older, I didn't have a credit. I had to build one once I got married because I was like, Oh, we want to like get out. This wanna, is important. Yeah. This is important. And so, um, yeah, I didn't have that. And so, I mean, so I didn't really look at his because I didn't ever look at mine. You know, yeah. it was just not of concern for me. But so in that regard, but the handling of finances is absolutely key. And I think a good credit score shows that you know how to handle finances because if you can manage that and you can keep that up, then you definitely – you're intentional. You know. And I think that's the biggest thing is someone who's intentional with their finances um, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And it goes back to being a protector to protect is to be able to provide yeah. and so if you can't provide for a family you can't protect them and so yeah finances play a huge role in fact yeah. it's talked about constantly that one of the number one reasons that uh, people get divorced is because they can't agree on finances yeah. that should absolutely be talked about in your dating relationship and that should t- be absolutely taken in consideration when you marry this person are they a saver are they a spender yeah. are are you can you come up to, with agreements can you come up with a budget how do they currently spend money and um, what do they currently spend money on? That's a huge thing. My sister um, was going out with a guy recently and she was like, Hey, what do you have? At, like, what advice do you have? And like, because of whatever I went through, she was yeah. like, What do I look for? You yeah. know? Like, I love to help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I was like, at some point, I was like, Not now, because you're still at the beginning of the relationship. I was like, But at some point, before you guys get serious, pull up bank statements. Where you spend your <laughs> money. What in <laughs> And I know that sounds crazy, but I was even looking it up and I was discussing it. Where you spend money is where you place your value. Yeah. If you if someone were to look at my bank statements, they'd be like she goes to she shops at Sheen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: That's I was true. about to say something bang trying to get cancelled. You yeah. know, but
0: um it but that it sparks up a conversation, you know, of what they spend money on, what they place value on. Is he kind of guy that buys a lot of shoes, car parts, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know? And that that can really help you see where this individual places value. And and when I say that, it's not just women asking for the man's bank statements. You have to be willing to give yeah. yours. And um, again, that's why I'm saying Shoot, it has to I'm be- I'm thinking of mine. What I I know, like. exactly. I that's cash. why I'm like, I don't do it at the beginning of the relationship. Like, work right. it over. You know what I mean? But at some point in the relationship, I think that's huge. I think that's a great- It's huge yeah. because where you spend money is where you place your value. Yeah. You can see, are they tithing? You can see where they're, you know, what they're doing. Are they regular? It's just, it's a huge thing for me. And so um, that's something that I, I didn't do in my relationship, but I, sorry guys, I will now. <laughs> sorry. It's a
2: requirement.
0: It, yeah. yeah. But at some point I think that's very big because how you handle finances is really how you're going to, um, in a huge way display how you handle your marriage. Yeah. I absolutely
2: agree. Would you like to add anything? Yeah, I am so glad that you, you talked about Dave Ramsey because I took yeah. the Dave Ramsey course because I was not good at my finances I, at all. I have. I
1: Cut up love all my it cards. though. It was so much fun. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> I know. I had completely no, dis- like, no regard on my credit score. Like, who cares about my credit <laughs> yeah. score? No one does. <laughs> no one looks at that. When will I need this? When will I need this? And Dave Ramsey, like, you should have a zero credit score right yeah because you should buy everything cash and this way you're not in in debt you know um but then going to give me the cash but then then it's like yeah it's like okay Dave Ramsey but how am I realistically gonna get a house you know (laughs) how am I realistically gonna get a car like so all these things came up but um my husband um again he's really great with his credit score actually if I tell you guys his credit score his credit score is excellent um his when people look at his credit score if they ever take it Oh, okay. Like, they don't even question him. Like, okay. Like, they give, like, that big old eye face. And I'm like, yeah. And then, like, you know, where's your credit score? <laughs> it's like, oh. And I'm going to be completely honest. Even my family knows my, my credit score. Like, it was a joke. Like, they were like, dude, you're, like, in the 500s, maybe 400s. <laughs> is this a zip code? Yeah. They're <laughs> like, this is... This is really low, Yesi. Is it no, just one number? <laughs> number one? Um, and, they, yeah, they would make fun of me. And then um, when I, they are like, did you show Andrew your credit score, yes? And they're like, how's his? And I'm like, it's excellent. They're like, oh, really? Did you show him yours? And I'm like, yeah, you guys know why he did? Because, you know, we're married now. He added me to, like, one of his cards that he just used. And, and he's really good about paying things back, right? He just uses it for the points. And um, he added me to it. So my credit score is at excellent right now. And um, because of him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just gonna put you on. Like you're you're we're gonna change yeah, this. It makes a difference. Yeah. Like now yes. my credit
0: score is great. But yeah, when I first started it never it was never a concern. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I was just like I just but I always did pay with cash. That's why. Like mm-hmm. I always pay I saved up and I paid with cash and I still have that mentality. But um yeah, good, I just, good chick, I like It's guys. good, yes. but yeah, it's important. <laughs> it is
1: really important. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You wanna share your credit
0: score?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have excellent credit score. The yes. Lord is good, He redeemed my life. Praise yes, God.
2: Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm what? clapping.
1: And I clap. I oh, clapped.
2: I Praise the Lord. I'm happy for you, friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> that, that Last time so we pretty. checked, our credit score was not excellent. So the fact you said it so, like, without laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That was just so a cute little clap. Like, you went... She's proud of her friend. I was just so proud of her. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That was
1: so cute. No, but there was a point where I was struggling really badly. So, yeah, she and I together. And I even told Capital One, I was like, never, (laughs) don't you ever give me a credit card again. (laughs) Please, I'll pay you. I'll call you. Like, what's your number? Like, please stop. (laughs) And the lady just laughed. And she was like, sure. Um, but they'd be still, <laughs> they're coming after me still. No, so I don't know what they the know. They know. Yeah. No more credit cards for me. Never. Same. Um, but anyway, yeah, my credit score was terrible, but you know, through the grace of God, here we are. But no, I do want to, I do want to say that there are seasons that we struggle, right? Yeah. Like, Melissa, last no, not last year, the year prior. I didn't know what was going on with my finances because there's times where you know we're just growing and everything, but it's the intentionality to get out of the hole, right? And I think that displays a lot of character. But that statement thing, like, Girl. you wild, Shakes,
2: okay. wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. thirty dirt, no thirty flirty, thirty flirty, flirty, flirty
1: and thriving. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is her. I mean, it's really good advice, yeah. but I Ram-
0: think so. Ramsey, Ram- what so. would you have done if
1: your wife was like, "Show me your bank statements."
0: <laughs>
3: that's a curveball <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's straight up like i'll just call as it is like whoa like that's a curveball
0: that's it's it's <clears throat> it's definitely intimate i mean you're you're really getting to know this person yeah
3: yeah if, if it was like a like a um like just, just clear it out like it's just, just my opinion mm-hmm. but like i would it, it just depends on on the on the 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 phase of the of the relationship yeah oh yeah of course obviously right yeah yeah if it's early on in the dating and they're like already asking first date question (laughs) yeah i'm like uh yeah i'm out you know straight up but if things are getting serious i think i can understand right you know well this is
0: the person especially when you're really talking about marriage the person you're going to share a bank yeah Yeah. bank account with or should you know Yeah,
3: yeah yeah um Well, yeah, I would have to. i will be like, okay, well, let me open up my app real quick, and then I hear, here you go. You know, Um, as as a dude, I think um, because there's pressure on us guys. Yeah,
1: back to the with money.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's more pressure on us. And I'll admit, and and when I was younger, um, I was not. Oh. I didn't care about my finances or credit I or got anything. Party yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh I'm I am I am not ashamed to admit this, but my wife actually helped me a lot mm-hmm. with my finances. Okay. Yeah, and she continues to
1: yeah. help me. <laughs> yeah. Get ground. I know a lot of couples like
3: that. Yeah, now. well yeah.
2: Dave Ramsey always says there's and, and this is me, there's a spender, right? Like mm-hmm. the free flow person, yeah. and then there's the person who budgets. Yeah. There's always one yeah. or the other. Like that's what makes a good team. Yeah.
3: Yeah 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 and i think i'm the spender of the relationship <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: as we are using He's all of your equipment <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
3: yeah so um i've learned i've learned a lot you know and it's not i don't i believe there's nothing wrong with that if your own wife is showing you like hey yo no definitely no, not at all no no today's society you know this is modern you yeah. know yeah, yeah but uh, i have uh, i have been you know like other guys they're a little bit more, you know, old school. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, bro? You know, like, she's showing you how? And how I'm like, bro. are you going to learn? You know yeah. what, though?
0: The Proverbs 31 woman knows how to manage finances. That's yeah. what it says in, in the Old Testament. Yeah,
3: yeah, I have fallen into that situation. But um, kind of funny, you know, like, well, I bet... <laughs> I don't want to sound messed up, but uh, no, I it. put him on blast. It'll I put this it. dude. I'm not gonna drop no name, obviously. Do it. Do <laughs> it. Check
1: the comments. <laughs> when when I was
3: told that, when I was told that, I I was like, I you guys bet see him.
1: he's sweating right
3: now. I bet I bet my wife's credit score is better than. Oof.
1: Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's how you just a punch <laughs> right to the throat.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not. Am I proud to say that? Or am I? <laughs> you
2: should. You I should. mean,
1: that's your, your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's
3: you know what? Wife, yeah, absolutely. because as, as a protector, I was just right. kidding. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: no, but Ramsey, I think that's a really good point. Because, again, like, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say, like, I know a lot of couples where the woman is the one that's in charge mm-hmm. of the finances. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And I don't mean, like, um in charge as in, like. Um, they control it. Yeah, a controlling way. Like, I get an
3: allowance. type Yeah. Thing, yeah.
1: You know? like, it's not, like, it's not that. It's like, you know, one person takes charge. And that that happens in any in any situation basically
3: like, that. like a financial advisor, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is
1: but I think I would rather be put in that position than find out that you were creating this entire freaking mess and never even let me know like yeah I'd yeah, be yeah, like, yeah um can you please have just if you would have just communicated with me like we could have helped one another yeah. you know like I think as a as a woman like the worst thing that you could ever do to me is keep me out of a situation. Yeah. It's like, would you agree, like, in your marriage? Can you imagine if, like, and of course, like, there's things with, like, men where, manly things, right? I get that. Like, you're not going to trauma dump on your wife either. But um, but at the same time, it's like, if there's a situation, like, can you please just let me know? Like, Oh, yeah, we're, we're meant to
2: be their helpers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm like, here. I'm here for you. Like, anything you need. If I can't help you um, financially, I'm going to help you by praying. Yeah. I'm going to find out. Yeah. I'm going to find a way yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, what like I think we said this on the last episode where I opened up you mm-hmm. know to my oh, wife yeah. when we were dating you know I told her straight up you mm-hmm. know like hey I'm like this I'm like that I got this my baggage basically yeah. and um, she didn't help hold it against me she understood my situation like oh you probably didn't have someone the example in yeah. your family or your or your siblings or I don't know parents didn't really show you that right. and she didn't she didn't hold that against me he's like well lucky for you <laughs> I have some knowledge on that you know <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, she's like
1: look at that she has already game. an answer yeah, it wasn't she, you Ramsey it, it was wasn't her. me the
3: one with the game <laughs> yeah. it wasn't it was her yeah. we gotta
1: get her on yeah. the podcast <laughs> um, yeah that's really good I, I I love that you even brought in that perspective because it's nothing that I think because to us it's just no big deal it's like
2: no dude, I, like, mean, I mean because like I said Dave Ramsey really accept, like says that like mm-hmm. it's not controlling it's just okay I'm gonna be the one I'm very administrative i'm gonna do the budget yeah. i'm gonna keep an eye and then the free spender just changes one thing on the thing just to yeah. feel like they have a yeah a say so and <laughs> what that's what you want to
1: put on your for me, this me it's like where's my
2: coffee budget you know yeah. and then i yeah. add that and then and then i'm happy yeah yeah, yeah. my yeah. mom and also, is the one that takes care of my finances yeah. yeah
3: exactly also my wife has told me too like uh, it's kind of funny like like she kind of said is like like when you could be a little bit more submissive, mm. it's kind of like a turn-on to to, yeah. to the female, right? And my wife actually told me that, like, when she's f- realizing, like, oh, like, okay, you're getting better at this, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I could actually, like like uh, like, submit more to you yeah. with, at least with the finances mm. now, more and she literally said that that's a turn-on
2: that's so yeah. good okay yeah. okay okay and the vine is getting sexy
3: <laughs>
2: i was thinking that earlier when she said it's a turn-on and i was like oh we're getting sexy <laughs> i love <it. laughs> the intro to in uh is it in the vine dating? who's in the vine yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i was like that's sexy oh uh, okay. yeah with the yeah. campfire yeah. with the who's in the vine yeah. yeah you guys are gonna see that oh wait you already saw it this is yes. the second episode yeah yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Caitlin, <laughs> our intern. You the best, girl. Um, okay, so the third thing that she said was you have to set up boundaries to get the type of person you deserve. She didn't put it in those exact words, but paraphrased it. That one was a little bit, honestly, a lot of the things that I heard from both, hers, uh, from both hers and Pastor Abraham, some of them were like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's because, so true. you know, before her. We started this whole thing. I was like, yes, absolutely. I would have been, but like when you're doing life, <laughs> am the I Lord right? The Lord tests you. <laughs> the Lord tests you. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's so weird because not one, not every, what is it? I, one of you guys have said it. There is not one relationship. Every relationship is different.
0: There's no one size fits all. For there
1: you a relationship. go. And so, um, you know, it's it's tough. But um, and I'm surprised that I'm even saying this to this piece of advice that she gave. But it's absolutely true. Like what you tend to tolerate is the thing that you're going to end up with. And so if you don't think that there is a man like that out there or a woman out there that um, fits the criteria that you have, then you're not going to get that partner. And so um, what, did you, what did you ladies think of that? I'm
2: so glad she said it. Yeah. And, and you guys both agreed in the interview, I remember, um, that setting boundaries is healthy, right, mm-hmm. when done the right way. And the, the way she explained this is she's like, I know what I don't want because yeah. I've seen it yeah. and I grew up in it. And she's like, and I'm going to be so firm in this and say, this is what I want. Like yeah. either you got it or you don't. And I think that is a place of maturity yeah. um, because there's sometimes, let's just say, for the, Because we're millennials, right? Let's just say if Channing Tatum came in here, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, like, for the single girls, they were like, I don't care how he is. Like, I'm taking Channing Tatum. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how he acts, you know? But um, what if he was, like, everything that you didn't want? And you just let your boundaries go because you're just enamored, you yeah. know? Um, and a lot of girls can get like that. Oh, yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy because, guys, and I'm not saying um, every guy is Channing Tatum, but I'm just saying, like, what if he walks the walk, talks the talk, but he's not about it at mm-hmm. the very yeah. end? Um, it's it's going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> so that's why it's like you got to really set those boundaries because at the very end when they say, okay, I want to marry you, and you're like, but there's so many red flags everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to say yes, like, we really have to be strong and love ourselves mm-hmm. and say, okay, no, I'm not willing to do, I'm not even willing to give you a second date. Yeah. And and some people have boundaries of, of like, hey, I, you know, like this is what I require in a relationship. And I think it's totally valid because if you don't want to seek that relationship, like she said, then what what's the point of me, you like getting to
0: know me? Yeah. So yeah. she was I, like,
1: I would cut it off, mm-hmm. cut it off at the pass. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Shekinah?
0: Well, I can go off on boundaries. Um, I think the key thing to remember about boundaries is boundaries is not about what other people, how how you can manage other people, right? Boundaries is self-responsibility. And we have to remember that. When you set a boundary, you are putting up, you are enhancing your values, your morals, your walk with the Lord. And when you do that, you permit healthy relationships into your life. Um, a good key component when setting a boundary and knowing that it's a healthy boundary and not about manipulating or controlling the people around you is, can you set these things without anyone's permission, hmm. if that makes sense? Um, and so I think with boundaries, you have to remember that um, going back to what Adriana was pretty much stating was when you set boundaries, you you filter in healthy relationships and you filter in yeah. healthy friendships and um, ultimately a dating relationship as well. Yeah. And so I remember setting boundaries, like learning that role, I think in my early 20s was one of the most difficult things because when I started setting boundaries for the first time in my life and saying no to certain things, I started to find the people in my life who were only my friends because I didn't have boundaries. Mm. And that's a really difficult thing to learn. And um, it really helped weed out, though, people who I found out were just taking advantage of me. And, um, but it was a healthy thing. It was, it, it just, it filtered out certain people that were no longer moving into that new season with me. Yeah. And, um, like one of the things that I am so big on is being honest all the time about everything, brutally, bluntly honest. And a lot of people have to turn off for, mm. especially people who don't have that boundary of being honest all the time. And, uh, as a result, I, don't always make the most friends. I'm not the person that you right away connect with. No. <laughs> you know? Um, especially if we have a disagreement. It's I can be friends with you if we have a disagreement as long as we're willing to be honest about those disagreements. Mm-hmm. Some people can't do that and that's fine. Um, but it has permitted me to be friends with people who are brutally honest. Yeah. And I think that I have the most valuable friendships as a result of that is I am mm-hmm. not willing to withhold that boundary yeah. i'm not willing to withhold being honest with other people because i know that it's going to filter in other honest people into my life yeah. and that's exactly what it's done that's good
1: i like how you even brought the perspective of like different relationships
0: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. um, because it's truly important like you need to set those kind of boundaries up and i'm sure even things that you would tolerate before as you mentioned like once you start moving into different phases of yeah. your life now um those boundaries are different
0: yeah. right like and boundaries now, can shift yeah they, they shift some They're are should be you yeah some, some are, should be you know absolutely concrete yeah. but some boundaries shift with time and that's yeah. completely okay
1: yeah because your life changes yeah. you know your life changes you mold you mold into whatever season that you're in mm-hmm. yeah
0: you realize what works and what didn't work
1: mm-hmm. and so one of the things that I, I appreciated was that she gave an example right she's like sarcasm like i can't take that and so um, th- that is a way of setting a boundary. It's like, okay, like if a man is going to be sarcasm with sarcastic with me and avoid any sort of com- uh, uh, intimate conversation or anything of that nature, then that to me is going to be a red flag. Because to me, ba- uh, and again, like not me personally, but just in perspective of what she's saying, like because of what I've experienced, I cannot handle that in mm-hmm. my relationship. I'm not willing to walk through with somebody when it comes to that. And so it's like, I think that's one of the things is like, what are you not willing to walk through with somebody? And I think Mm -hmm. that that would determine what what something is like. Uh, I think for me, it's like somebody that, I don't know, I I can't think of things, but I think they're just way too personal right now. What about you, Ramsey? What do you think about what Pastor Adriana said?
3: Um, Boundaries. Uh, The first thing that comes to my mind (laughs) is what my mom would always tell me. um, La mujer... No, no, el hombre nomás llega donde la mujer lo permita. Oh yeah, permita. Yeah, which in English is like the guy will go as far as the woman lets him.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh that, that that always stuck with me growing up. Um and as the since that I resonated with that, I, I I set boundaries for myself too as well. Mhm. Um boundaries, um maybe tolerance can go with it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, maybe you can tolerate certain things at a certain time, but then your patience run low mm-hmm. and then you longer don't, don't want that in your life yeah. anymore. And then that's a boundary right there, yep. automatically right there. And mm-hmm. probably a boundary you didn't realize because you were tolerating it so long and yeah. you had enough. And now mm-hmm. that's a boundary, kind of like um, yeah. Melissa was saying, mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think boundaries are, 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 it's a standard to have in a relationship big time. Um, kind of like what my mom would say because, like, yeah, in society, you know, a guy kind of wants one thing, right. you know, in a relationship and, like, as a woman, you have a job, set your standards, set your boundaries, mm-hmm. and let the guy know right away, you know, like, ain't about that, yeah, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. And you're going to respect me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you really like me like that, then you're going to have to respect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, in Christianity, I I would venture off to say that it's a lot harder because our our boundaries are a lot more strict, right?
2: Compared to the world, yeah. Compared
1: to the world's way, it's a lot. And I'm not saying that there's not worldly people out there that have like tough, that have similar things, right? But I think it's more consistent in a Christian faith. I know for me, um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of challenges that present itself with that. But at the same time, it's having to remind yourself why they were put there in the in the first place, right? always remembering the why, always remembering why it's important, and always remembering, like, who's looking up to you. Like, mm-hmm. when I think about, for example, like, my nieces growing up and stuff, like, the moment that I let go of a boundary, I lose out my ability to be able to influence them, like, no, it can't be done, right? And so, uh, you know, we talk about, like, we talked about legacy in the interviews, and we talked about legacy in other podcasts that we've done, and so I, I think it's di- it's difficult to sometimes it's difficult to stay true to boundaries but when you think about everything that's at stake when those boundaries are broken I think you can remember why it's important to stick to those boundaries like paying attention to the things that are at stake I think really makes it more worthwhile to stay within those boundaries. Um, So yeah you know if you have boundaries and you get rejected because of those boundaries good you're welcome, they did their job. Literally, that's why you put them in the first place. And yeah, it's gonna keep you lonely sometimes, probably, but it doesn't mean that um, it won't come with a reward. So stay true, stay strong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The army wants you.
3: Uncle Sam. We want you.
1: (laughs) You guys. It's 9.51 p.m. when we're recording this. Okay, we got to so. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so excuse what's about to pop off right now. Um, okay, so the last thing that she said was that opposites attract. <sighs> I feel like this is such a movie thing, but I've, it's a true thing. Like opposites really do attract. So, mm. okay, so, Yessi, are you and Dre opposites? Definitely.
2: Definitely. I feel like there's many times. Just keep going. Go ahead. I feel like there's many times where he he's very, like, stern in in some opinions that he has. And even in the workplace. And he actually comes and brings them to me. And he's like, okay, I need a little bit more compassion. Mm. So he's like, I know. He's like, I learned compassion from you. I learned to not be selfish, to, like, do things for other people. And um, from him, I actually learned, yes, it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say mm. no sometimes. Um, I also learned it's it's okay not to spend stuff <laughs> on everything. And oh gosh, then sometimes yeah. I learn like <laughs> it's okay to spend money. Like he tries to buy me clothes and stuff, I'm like, I don't really need it. He's like, Well, I I would want you to have something that you like. Or let's like today he's like, Let's go to Sephora and buy you some makeup and I was like, I can just get it online and then mm-hmm. I thought like, No, like you Like know. your mom said, Don't yeah. say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so there's a, a lot of things that I, I we learn from each other and you know, even Pastor Adriana, she just told us I think yesterday a few days ago um she said your daughter is literally the both of you hmm. she said she at the very beginning she's like her dad like kind of hard to read like very <laughs> very just like <laughs> just straight faced, yeah. you know and then at the very end she's like hi yeah she's hi. So cute. and she's like that's Yessie, you know hi yeah. you know um and so she's like you're always smiling and being so kind so i think it's It's a a good mesh. Yeah. Um. I mean, at least I'm seeing my daughter and I'm like, she's perfect in my eyes, you know? So I'm like, she's perfect. So both her parents are there. And then also my husband's so disciplined, like extremely disciplined. And I am not. (laughs) Like my husband, okay, I know the roles are usually reversed. And again, I was talking to Pastor Adriana about this at Coffee Bean the other day, about how both of our husbands, like, their closets are clean. Like, my, clo- my husband's closet is organized not only by material, but by use. Material? Yeah, like pants and then the material. And then if it's work or going out, and then by color. And it's organized so well, and right now we 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 have, like, a walk-in closet, but we're sharing, like, some areas. Mm-hmm. And so my clothes are compared to his clothes, and I'm like, <laughs> my clothes just, <laughs> whatever fits, you you're know? Like, you're at least it's hanging. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I'm trying my best to, like, put my jeans with his jean jackets and, like, just or organizing it by color. And to him, he's just like, I'm you're going to take forever. I might as well just do it for you. I've, I've been oh, waiting no. for you to ask. Oh, no. Oh, no.
3: <laughs>
2: or, or like, let's say I have my jacket in the, in the kitchen and it's on the bar stool And he's like, I just put it in your room. I, I hung it for oh, you. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and other wives are like, oh my gosh, my husband leaves his socks everywhere. I wish he was like that. He could just throw them in the hamper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, my husband's the one that tells me your socks are everywhere. And I'm like, (laughs) it's like one sock. Where's my hamper? I don't know. (laughs) You have a hamper? Yeah. So, so, and then um, he's so disciplined in fitness and that's an area that I really like when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. I love it. Um, and I, I really like it. But if there's a moment that I, I have to take a break for whatever reason, like, I'm taking the break. And my husband's like, no breaks for me. He's like, I don't care what time it is. I have to go to the gym. He's, like, almost dying, and he's like, I'm going to go to the gym. He would run the hills because he had a goal to make, you know? Um, And it was, like, 100-and-something degrees. Like, we literally would have to go drive to go find him to just make sure he was okay, and he was fine. But... um, again, he's so disciplined and I'm not, so I, I learned from it. And then like, he takes his protein, shakes his supplements every day. Like your girl, like when I was pregnant, it's like, you're lucky I'm taking my prenatals. Like, oh my <laughs> like it was like things that I just didn't ever did, or you're like, I'm drinking water. you yeah. know? <laughs> Um, so my husband, he's on top of it. He's like, I have your, your vitamins here. I have your water here. So I'm, I'm learning a lot from him and I'm really pushing through. So I, I love that you can be with somebody who's an opposite. And I think at the very beginning of a relationship you don't see it as much Mm -hmm. i mean it just depends yeah that makes sense
1: i i really do appreciate what she said that you're attracted to she said you're attracted to what you don't have naturally but once you're married the very thing that attracts you is the very thing that will try to come and divide you i thought that Mm -hmm. was so profound because um a lot of i know that we even joked around when we used to live together and even uh, my roommate and i we joke around Mm -hmm. right now we're like because we all have such different personalities, like down to a T. And we're like, dude, like, you're lucky. I'm preparing you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm preparing, preparing you for your husband. Future, yeah. And
2: it's um, really true. And
1: it, it really yeah. is true. And uh, just in so many different ways that I don't have the time to break down. But um, absolutely, I think being able to find somebody that, um, you know, as the word says, and Pastor Abraham said it in his interview, where it's like, iron sharpens iron. And so it's learning to pull out what's the opposite, and but at the same time complements you well, right? Oh, absolutely. And so I think being able to do that is beautiful because if you, just create, if you just marry somebody that thinks like you, walks like you, likes only the things that you like, then it becomes really boring and there's no really spice and you're not growing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: I think it goes back. I think um, it just shows how amazing our God is and how he designed men and women. Because when you go to Malachi, we see that the purpose of marriage is to raise godly children. Mm. That's the very purpose and heart of marriage: is is to build the next generation of godly individuals. And um, so, if that's if you keep in mind that that is the goal of marriage, it creates balance in the home. Yeah. You know, because you can't be all things. Yeah. So when you have um, a spouse who matches and complements your strengths or your weaknesses, yeah. it creates balance for your children, so that they can grow up in a healthy environment.
1: Yeah. And I just, um, again, bringing it back to being single and being able to practice this. Mm -hmm. Like I remember there was a time where I was leading a group and I was getting so frustrated because their response didn't look the way that I wanted it to look. And um, I thought I was being holy. I'm like, no, they should be um, like responding this way and this way. And then the Lord um, corrected me. And the Lord told me, he was like, why are you trying to make these people into your image? They were made in my image. And I was like, I, I think I already shared this story, but I think to me it was so profound because it's like, you know, we always, not always, but I, I think it's just like this thing that we try to do without knowing, where it's like we try to make the people around us like us because that's what we can understand. Yeah. But um, putting ourselves in, an, um, in a situation where we get to learn and understand why they're like that, I think that there's, they create such a synergy in those type of spaces, right? And so as single people, we can learn to do that at work. We can learn to do that um, with friends. We can learn to do that in everything because things aren't always gonna be your way. And one of the most humbling things that you can learn is that other people are doing that for you as well. Mm -hmm. Other people also have to learn to tolerate your behaviors. Mm -hmm. Other people also have to learn to take the good and the bad because I'm sorry to break it to you, sweetie. You are not (laughs) perfect. I am not perfect. And so having to learn that my way of thinking wasn't the only correct way of thinking, that to me was super humbling because I had to be like, oh my gosh, like I definitely have to stop and listen to other people's perspective and understand that it's it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely
2: um, do that. That's so good because that's what Pastor Adriana shared too and she's like... Um, you know, I had to realize, like, I'm not always right. And then you're like, but you are, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. It's so funny. But it's true. I I love that you shared the the whole roommate perspective, because my sister's husband is very similar to me. Really? And the whole time we were living together, I would always say, like, just so you know, I'm preparing you for your husband. And she's like, well, then I'll be preparing you for yours. And it's funny, because her and my husband, like, when we're, like, at the same house, like, they're over, they're, like, laughing because they're, like, yeah, like, yes, you, my sister finishes the sentence, like, <laughs> she's doing this, huh? And then he's, like, yeah. And she's, like, yeah. And then, and then me and her, her husband, we're the chill people, you yeah. know, like, they're, like, if I want something done, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. And they'll get it done. And we're, like, well, Tomorrow. We're cool. You know, like, we don't take life so serious, you know? <laughs> I'd rather have fun. Ooh, I'm distracted. Let's make a craft. like. And then he's, like, very, um, like, creative or, like, um, likes to do fun stuff, activities. So it's just really funny just to see that dynamic. But yeah. you really do get prepared. And, mm-hmm. and the craziest things, it might be a coworker. It might be a roommate. It might be um, your sibling. Your sibling so. Yeah.
1: So keep a lookout for those yeah. opportunities because the Lord is always building us exactly in one way or another. Um, last thing that I wanted to touch on, it wasn't one of the non-negotiables, but um, one thing that she said was, you know, because we did talk about soul ties, which I hope we get—we will get into it in a different episode because that is an important, important topic. And I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of us deal with um, lingering emotions and lingering things that, um, from ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. Um, but what she said was, you know, this... Because in Christianity and in biblical means and ways, you should only be sleeping with your spouse, right? Because the two become one flesh. And as we talked about in the interview, it's like, you know, your brain and the principle of only uh, of what the Bible says is like um, that the two shall become one flesh. Your brain doesn't understand that, that it's only with the person that you marry, like by paper, covenant, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the person that you have intercourse with. And so, if you have, and I know that it doesn't make sense, but I promise you, it does make sense when you think about it. But the the, like, if you have, let's say, ten different partners, and those ten different partners you have sex with, that means that you became one with this person, with number one. Now you, now you are, now you have one in you, (laughs) for lack of a better term. (laughs) No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way that's the way to put it, but it. no, no, sure,
0: it's a part of them. Yeah, yeah like there's them. a
1: part of them in you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I said, it's about to be eleven. Um and so now you're like, you're bringing the other person and then another person and person. So now you're so like jacked up. Yeah. And so, um, there is a, a physical, there is a science behind this literal science, mm-hmm. um, behind being intimate with only one person. And so can we be redeemed? Yes. We beat that to a pulp in the interview with Pastor Adriana. There is redemption. There is, um, liberation. There's deliverance and all that good stuff. But, um, what she brought up was,
2: <laughs> she wanted. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's great what you're sharing because it reminds me of cleansing stream. Yeah, it was you sl- like the whole hand holding. Like if you sleep with Johnny and Johnny slept with Caitlin and then Caitlin had like. <laughs> three partners you're sleeping with all of those people's yeah. baggage and all of the demons they carry and everything that they're exposed to yeah. and it's a, it's a scary thought after you think about that like obviously number one like you got to repent if you've mm-hmm. done that in the past like obviously God redeems and, and he's here, but there is, regardless of what it is, like, even though you, you ask for, um, forgiveness and you repent, there's still going to be consequences to it. So you have to be prepared yeah. to work with it mm-hmm. and for it. And then it, it is going to try to attack you even in your marriage. Yeah. And, um, there's going to be obviously uh, redemption again in your marriage, but this very thing, I know this is what Denise gave me as advice. Cause I was, we were struggling, my husband and I, while we were dating, and so I went up to her because she has great advice. And she said the very thing, um, the enemy's going to try to get you into bed, but when you're married, he's going to try to get you out. So like yes. there's there's that um, battle, you know. So definitely make sure you're you're trying to be as pure as possible. And I think it's on the notes too, um, to make sure that you practice being, uh, practice all of this in your singleness, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Like making sure that you work on all of this um, cleaning yourself up from even the, the prior people you've slept with, because again, you don't know who they slept with, the baggage that they all carry yeah. and all of that.
1: Yeah. And it is scary, but again, like it's very serious stuff. But yeah. um, what the last thing that I, that she sorry, I keep trying to get to is, you know, she talked about that root issue. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, Melissa, like how is somebody ever going to love me if I don't, Give them my body, or mm-hmm. if I don't have sex with them, how am I ever going to know if we're compatible? Yada 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 yada. Victor Marks, who is somebody that um, we look up to, I look up to personally. Mm-hmm. He and his wife have an amazing ministry. And one of the things that he said was, you know, when he met his wife, um, with other relationships he hadn't done it the right way, but he and his wife Eileen, when they when they met, they wanted to do things correctly. And so the, he said that, you know, they didn't sleep together before marriage. And so one day he was, I think, with his brother and, his, and he told his brother that. And his brother was like, well, how are you going to know the product, like, if you don't test drive it? And so then um, he was like, because his brother's like really into cars and stuff. And he was like, if somebody were to come to you and say, you know, you, uh, I forgot what car he used, but for the sake of the story, I'm going to say Ferrari. He was like, if somebody were to come to you and tell you, you can have this Ferrari, Right off the lot, you don't have to, like, hear your keys, whatever. Would your response be, oh, I want to test drive it? You're going to say no, because you know a Ferrari. You know what they're made of. You know where they come from. You know the manufacturer. And so he's like, that's the exact same way that I feel about my future wife. I know who the maker is, which is obviously mm. God. And so I don't need to test drive the, the, for lack of a better word, the product when I already know the maker. And so if he, since he was going to her through God... He already knew that whatever was going to be built with her, whether it was physical attraction, emotional attraction, mental attraction, and that stability, it wasn't rooted on her looks only, on that kind of intimacy only, but it was rooted in the Lord. And so when you know that somebody is made in God's image and you know that marriage is a constitution that came from God, then you're going to put the value on that. You're going to know that, you know, I forgot, I think it was with Adriana, we talked about this, it's like, um, and it's, for some reason, it's so hard for Christians to hear this, God was the one that created sex, like, in Genesis, it was, like, literally the first, like, five or six, I think it was chapter six, not even six chapters in, and he's already talking about, go ahead and multiply the world, and um, because that's God's purpose, like, he wants us to enjoy things, but inside of a godly covenant, and that is what truly keeps us safe, like, be able to have that vulnerability with somebody. And so I know that the world's like, you know, says, you you know, that intimacy and that the reason why you crave that intimacy is, you know, you got to really look into the root issues as to why you're willing to give up that intimacy so quickly and why you're so ready to give that over to somebody just so that they can get, you can get them to love you. But it's like, if that's what you're basing their attraction on, then you're already selling yourself short. And there's something deep inside of you that's awfully awfully broken and um, I don't say that in a derogatory way where it's like girl or boy like you're jacked up I mean that like I'm so sorry like there's a real damage inside of you that needs to be taken care of and I'm so sorry that there was nobody in your life that gave you that value or that didn't show you the value for that like at least for me I didn't have you know my parents told me don't have sex or my mom told me don't have sex before marriage um, because God hates that. And that's it. That's all the information that I got. And so uh, as I mentioned in that story, in the interview, it's like, I didn't have a relationship with God. So why did I care? Like, you know, I didn't want to go to hell. That's what I cared about. I didn't want to go to hell. But then at the end of the day, it's like that that wasn't enough for me at some point because I didn't have an intimacy with God. I didn't value myself. And so, um, you know, as as woman, more than anything, I think um, finding that intimacy with God is so crucial. I remember listening to this doctor. He's like, if you need to be told that you're pretty, it's because you haven't spent enough time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that to me was like, geez, like that is so good. Because if I, if I'm waiting on the fickleness of a man to come and declare my worth to me, then I'm already in a bad space. I'm gonna already have like this anxiety where it's like, oh, he didn't compliment the way that I looked today. Like does this mean that I, like, I didn't make it? Like, I don't look good today. Like, I spend so much time on, on this and that. But when I know that I'm rooted in God's image, then whether he tells me I'm beautiful or not, it doesn't change the way that I feel about myself. Obviously, it's nice to hear those things, right? And I'm not saying it's not nice and it's not needed. I'm not saying that at all. But from the right person, like, when I know that when I enter into a marriage covenant, I'm going to want to hear that from my husband. I'm going to want to enter, and I'm going to want to share that with him as well. But if it's some um, joe and he's not telling me, like, I'm beautiful, or he's only telling me I'm beautiful because he wants to get one thing, yeah. then it's already circumstantial, right? Like, yeah. if I withhold um, intimacy from him, then he's going to use my insecurities against me. So then at that point, it's like, okay, well, at this point, you're just pimping yourself out, essentially, you know? And I know that sounds really tough to hear, but society has created this thing where and I know we talked about it before where we, we talk about like women empowering um being like the sexual revolution revolution and stuff, but that is like the biggest scam ever, like the biggest scam of the enemy, because at the end of the day, we're the ones that have the worst consequences when it comes to um, you know, sleeping around and all that stuff. But so if there's if that's you, like if you can't see yourself not finding somebody without giving them sex outside of the boundaries of sex, then I really just want to invite you like You know, have that real conversation with yourself and be like, you know, did I I ever have that love of a father where it was genuine and it was healthy and it was secure? Did my mom ever show me that I had worth? Did my mom ever demonstrate that to me, like what a woman looks like, what a woman should be? And if not, then surround yourself around women that can help bring that out of you. Like community is essential to find worth and to find value. So with that being said, to close it off, <laughs> Ramsey, any last words? I'm no, sorry. <laughs>
3: no, 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 no last words. You guys are just hitting right on the dot okay. with, the, with the pointers.
0: Thanks, Ramsey. <laughs> Shaquina. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with everything that you were saying, and um, I do, like, I waited until my wedding night, and I don't regret it at all, even despite what happened. Yeah. You know, and so um, for those of you women who have waited and, I know there was a period in my walk with the Lord where I was embarrassed by that because I was made to feel embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never told anybody. I never talked about it. And it wasn't until I started going, wait a minute, this should be talked about yeah. um, that I started talking about it. And I had so many women go, oh my gosh, I wish I would have waited. And the women who had been waiting finally were able to talk about it as well. And it, create, it created a community to talk, to, to, to talk about it and to stop you know, shoving it under the rug. Um, as Pastor Adriana said, the church doesn't seem to talk about this a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, it's completely in an inappropriate condemnation, way. It's yeah. Condemnation, It's And I love how she just really hit on God. We, we serve and we worship a God of redemption. Yeah. So when you hear us talking about the severity of this, it's not to condemn you. It's not to send you to hell. It's not to make you feel gross. But it's to remind you of your worth and your value and the things that God has created you to do and be in a relationship To wait. My goal has always been to be faithful to my husband, even before I met him. And so that was that was always a goal of mine. That was something my parents always taught me: is be faithful to your husband before you even meet him. And that held me accountable to a lot of things. I remember, and I know we'll talk about this at some point. um, I struggled with pornography in my early twenties, and what held me accountable to breaking free from that and taking the steps to get an accountability partner. And to um, really cut that out of my life was the Lord reminded me you were not being faithful to your husband. Mm. I didn't even know my husband at the time, mm-hmm. but the Lord reminded me that you are not being faithful to your husband. You're not being faithful to me. And that was the accountability. That was what I needed to go, oh, I should not be doing this. I mm-hmm. That's what really broke that off of me. Um, and that that's what got me to, to get help, Yeah, if that makes sense. And so for those of you who are struggling, whether it's with lust, whether it's pornography, whether it's... Um, with sleeping around or sleeping with somebody that you're currently with, um, you can stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can absolutely stop. Um, And uh, it's not always going to be easy because that means you're going to have to break off some relationships. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to break some bad habits. But um, I swear to you, it is so worth it. And it's so freeing. And it breaks you free from so much condemnation, so much less, so much shame. And um, what you've been holding on to in secret you can now let go of, and again, accountability is key into that. Get accountability. Find If men find a man who you know is walking out um, in uh, in purity with his wife and who can help you with that, women find women who can help you walk in purity as well. Um, This is something that it can be a beautiful testimony. Don't be scared. Don't feel condemned. If you're feeling, if you're listening to this at all and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, that's me, um, or you're feeling angry even, oftentimes anger is uh, your, your flesh fighting against the spirit. So be aware of that as well. You can break free from this. You absolutely can. And there's so much beauty in breaking free from this because we worship a God of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Period. Period. <laughs> Period. What about you? Yes. I think there's just so much into this. And I know yeah. that we say we're going to talk about it. Because I know that Pastor Adriana even says, your sexual, like your 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 sexuality and, and and you know everything. Sorry, <laughs> sexuality yeah. is connected to the nations too, yeah. Yeah. and it's just so much more in depth. So just know that your purity. There's such an attack on it because it's so needed. Yes, And um, and once you live it out, you're gonna understand it. But right now, if you're if you're in an area that you're like I I want to try it, just know it's not gonna be easy because it's gonna be like. An, like, you're going to have withdrawals. Your entire
1: yeah. world is geared at sexual liberty. Like Commercials, everything. Everything. It yeah. it, it's, you're the outlier when you're not having sex. Like, that's yeah. when you're the one that's looked down upon. Like, the world is celebrating the emancipation of sex. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. But if it was hard, everybody... I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do yeah. it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we just want to encourage you. We, as... We've said from day one, this ain't easy. But it's definitely worth it when you think about the future. That's what happens. You know, sex, sex right now and sexual intimacy right now with whatever Joe Blow is temporary gratification. Because if you were to be honest with yourself after the fact, you're probably like, you go through these like crazy highs and lows. And so if you think about the future, it's like, what kind of life do I want? And what is this action right now leading me to? Um, I think that that in itself would should sober you up to what kind of decisions you should make right now. And so um, we're praying for you. We know that this is not an easy thing to say or to hear. Honestly, it's very difficult to break out of yeah. um, because there's there's lust in everything. There's lust in everything. And so, however, however, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so what that means, you know, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of your life and you allow him to become the Lord of your life, then there will be freedom. There's a scripture that says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's guaranteed. It's right there. It's a promise in the Bible. You just have to do the work, but you have, you just have to allow yourself to be led. So the Lord will not give you a task without giving you the ability to fulfill it. Amen. Um, so reach out to us if you're sure. I know. It, we're three girls, four girls with Denise, like, who are we, right? But we definitely have a heart for this because I think we've, we've definitely been played by the world when it comes to this. And um, we have a fervency when it comes to see people set free from that. And if you're a man and you want to hear about, like, you want you just want freedom from this, um, then, you know, hit us up. We you know men that can help you through this. Um, we say that legitimately with yes. all of our hearts and with all... Um, honor of confidentiality. Like, honestly, we're here to help you because we understand that your legacy is at stake here. So stay blessed. Thank you so much for, (laughs) stay blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, you know, I forgot to say it in the last episode, pray for your single friends (laughs) because it's hard out here. Thank you, Ramsey, for joining us again.
3: Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me.
1: And Denise, we miss you. We miss you, girl. (laughs) Bye.